Hello. Hi. Um, and welcome to episode two of Two Become Rob's Free. Rob's No, we're not calling it that. It's Two Become Rob. Free. Thank you for tuning in again. Not Rob's Unmatched Wisdom. Okay. Um, guys, thanks so much for your feedback from last episode. We love um, hearing from you fans. Uh, so thank you. Keep the feedback coming. We love to hear from you. Yeah, really excited. A whole nine of you uh, listened in along with some friends as well. So a big shout out to Rob's mum, Rob's dad and all those other seven people. Thanks, Thank Nan. you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, and so we're moving on uh, in this podcast, looking at basically the first couple of weeks uh, after we get back from hospital and just looking at uh, what that was like. And we're trying to remember it as we go through lockdown um, and just looking at all the different highs and lows of the uh, journey that we went on in those first couple of weeks. And I think our backing track to these two weeks was uh, Survivor by Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh... So we're going to dive straight in. Hannah, how did you find the first few days coming back from home after giving birth? I think there was an element of where after being in hospital, you just really enjoy being at home. And I think I really appreciated kind of the home luxuries, um, especially because I was in quite a lot of pain um, after giving birth. And it was something where I, um, yeah, just being at home, kind of in your own clothes, we have to have a bath, go to the toilet when you need to. Going to the toilet for the first time after you give birth is quite a terrifying experience. And so to be able to do that in, the, in my own home, my own toilet uh, was a relief I think also um, definitely I would just say it's such an adjustment you've gone from mere days before putting out the baby grows and you know kind of um, getting everything ready and laying out things really like in a nice way to just grabbing nappies where possible changing the baby grow because you didn't put the nappy on properly and they wet themselves so it's just so much adjustment as well uh, yeah yeah great Um, so Let's talk about some of the things that are big changes um, in those first couple of weeks. As you said before, uh, it were, it's pure survival mode. You're just trying to get by. You suddenly got this newborn life that you somehow are responsible for trying to keep them alive. Um, what are some of the big things that change or the challenges with uh, making that happen? I think one of the biggest things was that you have a kind of idea of how you believe that is going to happen and how you believe coming back home parenting is going to be like so one big thing for us was sleeping we had our chico bedside cot set up um and when we put her in it the first time it was laughable how enormous it was and how small she was and it became quite quickly apparent through the lack of sleep we got on that first night that she was only going to sleep in our arms which actually on reflection you can see they've just ended this really big wide world from being really close-knit and they are suddenly want company and that sort of thing so I think we weren't expecting in any way you'd asked us and said oh do you think your baby will sleep in the bed with you probably would have said no we're going to try and let them sleep in their own cot from the beginning to avoid those habits actually it didn't happen the first week was every night she slept in my arms for the first half of the night and Rob's arm for the second half of the night um just to say in a very safe way that didn't cause any risks either great yeah we don't want um yeah, we don't and just to say, if you are thinking of having your baby co-sleeping with you, it's really important for them to have their own space in the bed um, and not to be kind of have loose blankets or your blanket at all, but just to be completely um, free of blankets and just your pillows as well. Yeah, so I think it's just worth reiterating that point about they're used to being in a really tight um, kind of comfy air in the womb. They're quite um, cosy, it's warm, it's quite loud. Uh, and we tried to put her down in this large, cold 
uh, cot, which he absolutely hated, um, which you know I understand a bit more why that was. Um, and yeah, I guess on co-sleeping, we we've, we've learned a technique where she would kind of sleep in the middle at the top end. We both had a separate blanket to stop um, anything going over at all. Uh, and there's a really helpful website, which is called the Lullaby Trust, which gives really good advice um, on co-sleeping and uh, infant sleeping and just uh, preventing any um, accidents uh, happening. So definitely I'd give that as a shout out. It was a really helpful um, resource in that. So as a new family coming home, actually uh, in this country, there's loads of really great support. Um, that the local community provide. Um, when you first uh, get discharged from the hospital, you're still under the midwife care uh, and they provide um, a range of different services and then eventually you get put onto your um, local uh, care provider. Um, obviously, we gave birth during lockdown, so that was quite different for us. So, um, Hannah, maybe you just want to talk through what support, what support um, was available, maybe what were we expecting and then kind of what actually uh, happened with that. Yeah, so we had an amazing midwife team at the hospital and they were great and gave us so many um, leaflets to let us know about local things that were happening um, at the time in our area. And having just moved, that was really helpful as well. Um, but unfortunately, none of those things were open due to COVID and due to lockdown. So kind of immediately we're on the back foot in terms of accessing support. Um, nonetheless, we had a midwife visit day five. She was really helpful. We'd written down a list of questions as they came up from the day we'd arrived back in, from home, back at home from the hospital and kind of reeled those off to her and she was great at answering those. And then we had a health visitor visit a little while later. Um, but other than that, kind of that essentially dried up really and they kind of, they moved what would have been a 10 day one to 21 days late. So actually not until three weeks uh, from when she was born. And that was quite a challenge because we encountered some problems and issues quite early on with breastfeeding and the inability to access support for that made that really difficult and really emotional and knowing actually am I doing the right thing is this working and so on and that was quite um hard to know so I think it was one thing where we called them at one time the community midwives who are an amazing team and always love a call so do make sure if you have questions you do call them any time of the day um but essentially they said oh you know actually we can't really help you by sending one out, you can just look online and watch these videos. And I'm sure for some people that's a really helpful thing, but I know that I'm certainly someone who learns by someone in person saying to me, this is good technique, try this, oh, this is wrong and so on. And I didn't quite see how videos would support that. So I found that very difficult and very emotional that actually it essentially felt like with breastfeeding, it was completely on my own. Yeah, and I think, I think we're gonna talk more about breastfeeding in the future a podcast because um, that's going to fill up probably a whole episode <laughs> talking about the highs and lows of that um, but it's worth just uh, mentioning about breastfeeding here and um, I, th I think the the kind of not lack of support but the lack of one-to-one um, -one support uh, in that capacity was quite tough for us um, to really feel like we were doing a good job and it's a it's such an insecure process in a way that you don't know how much milk they're getting whether they're latching well it's an incredibly painful process uh, so it's it's quite a torture your partner go through that. Um, and I think on the midwives' behalves, I think when we spoke to them about wanting them to come out, they very much empathised that they also wanted to yeah. come out and help people. Um, it wasn't them saying, no, I don't want to actually. It was their bosses in the company basically saying, it's not right and safe for you to go out and see them. So that was what was difficult, is that the midwives felt 
difficult that they couldn't come and see us and we found that hard as well that they we couldn't be seen yeah. in that way but i'd say um on the terms of support there's lots of support that's been given through friends i've been fortunate enough to have friends who have given birth probably you know up to six months ago and so i just started a whatsapp group with them one night i think about four o'clock in the morning and just said to them hi guys i'd really appreciate if i could just post on here sometimes and just ask you questions and just find out some information. Was this painful for you? What happened with this? How did you treat the gunky eye? Just so many things like mm. that. And they were so receptive because they themselves had been there. So I think if you're a new mum, I would definitely make sure you have other new mums around you who you can just message because no new mum would get a message from another mum asking a question about something to do with the baby and feel annoyed by it. They just were so thankful that someone feels like they're a support as well. Yeah. And that was amazing. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, and I think one the one memory sticks out for me in that first week actually was one of the health visitors um, who wasn't actually allowed in the house. She kind of gave us the scales to weigh Sophia and uh, we had to kind of take the scales, put them in our own uh, front of our house. We had to weigh her, try and work out how you calculated that and so I had to wipe it all down and give it back to her as she kind of weed into the um the trough as it was we had to wear in uh, and it all got quite messy and we having to clean up the, this poor health visitor's uh, scales as it was covered in her wee uh, that was a bit of a low moment wasn't it yeah definitely but um it's, it's moments like that actually we're, we can look back on fondly now but again they were quite tough um at the start <laughs> That's great. Right. Now we're going to move on to what is day to day life like uh, as new parents in those first couple of weeks. Hannah, what was it like? Do you know what? It's one of those things where thinking back now in a couple of weeks after, I think it's something where it's quite fuzzy. And I don't really remember lots of the days and it all kind of melds into one. Um, I think you're probably better. You might remember more than I do. Yeah, they definitely it's hard to. Like remember exactly because uh, it feels like each week is something new challenges and you learn new things but um for me i just distinctly remember it's a, it's a four hour cycle it's uh they wake up they're either crying or they're desperately hungry they then, be, they then breastfeed and um, they have a bit of food and that can take anywhere from 20 minutes to two and a half hours depending on the situation uh, and then what they do is, after that, they then sleep. Yeah, there's a lot of sleeping. And I think as well, like, I didn't quite realise how blessed we were with how much she slept, which was really good and did give us little chances to basically watch a lot of TV, such mm. a good amount of time of TV. Um, but I would definitely say probably my, one of my lasting memories, actually, of the first couple of days and weeks was how much you Google so I think in the first mm. night, we Googled how to swaddle. About three in the morning, we were watching videos, this woman swaddling. We were then mm. um, laying Sophia down in the Moses basket, trying to swaddle her. Uh, this was at the time we were trying to kind of keep it out of our bed. I think I used the phrase, I'm the swaddle king at that point, and did not get one correct swaddle. No, and even now, like we now just do a wrap technique. She's like a little burrito. Yeah. There's, we're not swaddling anymore. Shout out to our friends Stephen Rach for that one. We appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Oh yeah, we've watched the video so many times. It's step by step. It's amazing. Um, yeah, and I think probably other things I remember just in the first few days is that 
because they sleep a lot on you um I just remember kind of looking at her a lot we took so many photos in the first um few weeks as well whereas compared to now it's probably like one every couple of weeks so she does something cute and so on so definitely like but it's so nice in a way because she's changed so much so quickly that I think actually those photos we can now look back and think oh my goodness you did look like that and you know you didn't have hair at that point and those sorts of things and that was really special yeah definitely I think and that kind of four hour cycle it was feeding it was changing nappies constantly um and then sleeping and that kind of basically is your life for 24 hours and you repeat that probably about six times a day the feeding constantly changing nappies um sleeping and then you just start the whole process again and it's um yeah it's in some ways it's um the most amazing experience having a baby sleep in your arms uh, fall asleep on you is something that's so precious um and, but at the same time there's something just so restrictive about life is that um this little bundle of joy just consumes everything and uh, and that's also quite challenging as well. And actually, you have very little time for yourself. The idea of going for a shower, and particularly if your mum is breastfeeding, the idea of going to the toilet or for a shower or for anything other than either breastfeeding or letting them sleep on you, um, it can be exhausting as well. And so it's a it's a real journey of highs and lows, uh, and it's a moments of real joy and and kind of beauty and laughter and some real lows of. Um, sort of restriction and toughness but yeah we smashed through Netflix and Amazon Prime didn't we yeah and I think probably two tips yeah. I would say is one definitely utilize your partner actually they can't be breastfeeding however much they say to you I wish I could do this for you but I think you know would you if you could um I found out that one didn't I and actually utilize them you know actually you're breastfeeding but they can do the burping and they can do the nappy and Actually, if, if their baby wants to sleep on someone, your partner could do that. So actually you can sleep as well. And I think that's really important to utilise the other person. And actually, you know, you might have a baby not in lockdown. So that can also be done by family members and things like yeah. that. But I think particularly <clears throat> when your partner's all you have in lockdown, that was just really important to just say to them, do you know what, I need you now to do this and so on. And I think also develops a really good sense of team in your relationship from the beginning as yeah. well, because um, as the mum, you can kind of feel like, do you know what, I can just get on with it. Actually, it meant that the dad suddenly becomes really skilled as well because he is really dab hand out, changing nappies and those sorts of things. Um, another really good um, resource I we, re we read probably even now still is um, there's a follow on book from a book called What to Expect When You're Expecting. It's quite a thick book of lots of different things each week of pregnancy. And then it has another variety um, called The First Year. And it's amazing that like, it goes through month by month. It goes through loads of questions, things that might happen. And actually a lot of the information we needed to know was in there so thankfully google although it can tell you so many different things we looked in this book first and that was really useful so i definitely would say pick your kind of sources wisely because google can lead you on a wild goose chase because ultimately everyone's baby's different and so what, what happens for one thing might not happen for another um but actually the book was really sound advice yeah yeah definitely agree with that and yeah just two things from me one which is a side note is when and this is for the guys when your partner's going through um pregnancy don't ever say i i could take this off if i could or i wish i could help you with this or i I would swap places with you if i could because that comes back to bite you in the backside because i don't really wish that we would swap places but I, I keep getting reminded of that um and it's now used uh as a great negotiation tactic 
Um, so well played and well remembered because I thought you were high on drugs so you don't remember that bit, but you do. Um, and then the second bit is, uh, just my, my top tip would be, uh, in, guys, in the morning, um, take the baby down with you. Um, uh, allow your partner to have a little bit of a lay and a bit of a sleep while you're still on paternity. Hopefully you are. Um, and just take it downstairs. And what, what you can then do is you look like a real top guy, um, giving your wife some space, but also means you get to watch whatever you want on TV. And uh, when our baby was born, it was when the test was released on Amazon Prime and another sporting documentary. And it just meant that I smashed through all of those um I just Shows wonder why you're so keen to support and help in that way. And no, that's I'm just, really I'm just, a, I'm just a nice guy. Why that is. Wow. Top yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, there we are. I think a Dad of the Year award's coming right through the post. Oh, thank you very much. I'll take that. Okay, just as we're coming to the end of the podcast, um, we are just going to kind of summarise about the first few weeks, any top tips we have. There's so much we could share um, about those first few weeks, but actually that's an adventure that you get to enjoy being on yourself. And there's loads of things that we learnt through trial and error. And I think it's really important for new parents to do that as well. So um, Rob, what would be your lasting tip? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, like we said, we've not covered everything. Hopefully we've given you a, a kind of a rough insight to what life is like in those first couple of weeks. It's crazy. It's, it's absolute carnage. Um, but it's also joyful and amazing. Uh, my top tip would be to enjoy that time together. You will not get that time together ever again uh, in your life. Obviously, if you have another child, you will, but there's something so precious in those couple of weeks, uh, if you get your two-week paternity, where you can just be together as a free, just working out what it's like to be a parent, getting to know your baby, um, and grown together as a real team with your uh, partner. Um, it is one of the most uh, special moments, one thing I'll kind of remember quite fondly. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's living day to day and really enjoying what it is that you are, um, what you've created, uh, what you've brought home from the hospital with you, uh, and just getting to grips with what life is like uh, becoming a new parent. That's my soppy... Bit. What about you? Um, I think probably mine would be actually something I wish I'd done. So I would say um, I wish that I had done simple things like drawn around her hands or we tried to do a hand mould and it did not go well and I tried to then later on press back in the fingers and now it looks like she had mutant fingers. But, yeah, she looks like a dinosaur. Um, yeah, so we're, we're not going to frame arms. that one. You might want to know. Um, but we'll send pictures around. The, yeah, I think I wish that I had recorded in some way actually how small and diddy she was. So, you know, measuring her height or kind of, yeah, drawing around her feet or hands or, you know, doing some paint or something just because she has grown so rapidly and she's still small, but actually it's now in your mind, you think, what, were you ever that small? Um, and so I think it would have been nice to have a memento in some way of like actually how small she was when she came out and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I encourage you to do that if that's what you want to do um, because I think it would have made a nice memory and I certainly think it's something that for future children I'll make sure that we do. And unfortunately, she just won't have any of those. The other children will. So she'll have to get used to that. Perfect. Um, Brilliant, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we value your feedback. Like us, subscribe us on Spotify. Um, Is that what YouTubers say at the end? Yeah. 
like subscribe yeah pass on to your friends love the vibe yeah do they say love the like vibe? subscribe love the vibe i've, yeah. not, I've never heard that is that a thing? That's because you aren't trendy. No, no, that's, no, that's probably fair. Nor am I. Okay, okay thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Speak soon. Bye.